And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of your We Are Me podcast with Davey Rissman and Nicky Brennan with you here as always. Uh, Davey, I suppose an action-packed weekend. We have we have the Camogues, we have the ladies, we have club hurling, we have club football championship. Probably won't mention that to you just for a little while. It's probably still a sore subject, but it's all happening at the moment. There's just no rest for the wicked. Oh, there's, there's football hurling, Camogie every which way you look and uh, it's not just as you say in club it's county as well it's um it's full on really but it's great and um i suppose the the club championship has come a little bit earlier than maybe we've we've become accustomed to but it's coinciding with a great run for our ladies in both camogie and ladies football so uh you know hopefully it rattles on for another couple of weeks yet mickey yeah absolutely and uh, speaking of which we may as well get straight to it um uh, we're going to go straight to the Camogues again. We are still just so uh, disappointed with ourselves um, for how we, we didn't realise that there was a mathematical chance of the Camogues getting through to the knockout stages, um, which they did, and they did that with a great victory over Kilkenny uh, last week and went on to play in their quarterfinal um or preliminary semi-final, whatever you want to, way you want to call it, because there was two teams already through to the semi-finals. And they were coming up against Kerry, and they demolished Kerry, Davy Rispin. 2-17 to Mead, 1-7 to Kerry. Um, and these girls have the bit between their teeth. They absolutely do, Mickey. It's a terrific turnaround in fortunes, really. And just the momentum, which we always emphasise in, in sport, but in particular with this team, they just needed that elusive win and it came against Kildare. And since that, you know, things have just started to snowball. Um, they, you know, they led by six at the break, nine points to three and still far from their best, but obviously the couple of goals coming in the second half set them on their way. Um, Aoife Minogue with two, three on the night, a terrific performance from her and Jane Dolan uh, with eight pointed freeze was uh, the, the main catalysts. Uh, we talked about Grace Coleman only a couple of weeks and she being one of the beneficiaries to be a fringe player in recent times then gets into the team she was player of the match in this game you know and that just shows i suppose the opportunity was there for certain players and others have have just gone and taken it which is brilliant uh amy gaffney got you know her signature two points along with two from Sinead hackett um and this was all without you know christina troy again uh she'll do well to get back into that team because the way they're motoring 
you couldn't envisage too many changes um, because they're they're performing ever so well and they've they've finally gelled as one as well. But it's 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 a brilliant turnaround in fortunes and hopefully Mickey they can uh, they can go one more step. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, incidentally, the other team that finished second in Group Two was Derry, and they're true to the semi final. So you've now got three teams from Group Two in the semi finals. The only one who wasn't in that group was, of course, Galway, and they topped Group One. Uh, of the intermediate championship, so you've got Cork and Galway, uh, the two teams, incidentally as well, the two second teams um, uh, that topped Group One and Group Two. They were through to the semi-finals. Then Mead and Derry had to face off um, with their respective um, teams' uh, opponents in, in in the preliminary semi-final and got the victory. So we, we don't know who gets who in the in the semi-final yet, Davy. We're presuming. That it's going to be a draw. That the, the, obviously, um, Galway and Cork will be separated, um, because they topped both the groups, so they will be pitted against um, both of the teams, either Mead or Derry. Um, and that draw has not been done yet. But we do know that the semi-finals will take place Saturday week in Nolan Park at two and four p.m. respectively. So, do you do you think they've got a preference on who they meet in the semi-final, uh, Davy? You know, like Cork. Have already beaten them this year. Would they prefer to get a, a game against Galway and you know take their chances against the Cork team in an intermediate final? Yeah, potentially, Mickey. I don't think they'll mind if it's Cork again because probably was one of their better performances. You know, in the early part of the group stages down there as well. So like that would be in a neutral venue, or it is going to be in a neutral venue. So that would be a big leveler. Um, I think Mead and Derry, for that matter, have a brilliant chance against whoever they play because. They've had the benefit of playing two games competitively since the, the two group winners have played their last game. So, like, if you're talking about a team being fresher, you know, more in sort of tune with the game in recent weeks, you'd have to give Mead and, Mead and Derry every chance in those games because the other teams have been sort of sitting on their hands and just waiting to, to, to get called out. So it's, um, it's a good opportunity for both. If, uh, if we'll say, Davey, uh, Mead were to get to the final and then they were playing against either Galway or Cork. Does that mean then that Mead will get promoted? Uh, can you have two teams from the one county at senior level? Um, that's yeah. another question. I don't think so. <laughs> now, if it's a thing that it's a Galway and Cork final, I don't know. Do Derry have a case as well? Sure, of course they do. So would, yeah. you could yeah. have all you could have something like a Mead and Derry playoff, as in like it's nearly like a third place playoff, but the, the winners would obviously get to go up to the senior championship. Um, not quite sure actually what the permutations are about that, but yeah, we should soon find out maybe. Yeah, yeah, we, we we'll not make any assumptions like we did on the commodes a Definitely few weeks not, ago. No. Um, we'll 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 wait. We'll hold out. We'll find out. We'll ask somebody in the know about that, and uh, and we'll check it out. But um, I suppose that that's not something that the meat girls are going to be worrying about. They're going to be worrying about their semi final and, and trying to get over that hurdle, which takes place as we said Saturday week in Nolan Park. It'll either be two o'clock or four o'clock, depending on if they draw Cork. Or Galway. So best of luck to uh, Brendan Skeen and uh, the girls um, uh, involved in that Camogie team. What a reversal in fortunes it's been since the Kildare game. So wishing them the very best of luck in their All Ireland Intermediate semi final. And speaking of All Ireland Intermediate semi finals, our ladies, Davy, are also true to the All Ireland semi final after uh, a fantastic victory on Saturday evening, just after the Camogues. 
Um, I'd say anybody who was in Port Leash was on the way back through Tullamore and probably stopped into Tullamore to see Mead getting the better of Galway. One goal and 12 to one goal and 11 in favour of Mead. And a last gas point just on the stroke of the buzzer, uh, just a few moments before the buzzer at the very end of the game from Emma Duggan. And uh, nail-biting finish, Davy, And what a way to finish it as well. Emma Duggan taking a shot from, a speculative shot, let's just say, from, from an acute angle. And the ball bouncing on the crossbar. And, and it, just, it just seemed to stay in the air for an eternity. And then eventually just dropped behind the goals. What, what a score and what a way to win an All-Ireland semi-final. Similar to, I suppose, Shawnee O'Shea kicking the winner for Kerry, you know? Yeah, and interestingly enough, I think Emma Duggan popped up in the same picture as Shawnee O'Shea kicking the winner for Kerry 24 hours later. It was amazing. She was in the stand watching the game and uh, she was picked out by some eagle-eyed viewers. But yeah, what a victory. Um, they, they do make it hard for themselves though, Mickey, don't they? You know, five points up with 10 minutes to go and then at, at times entering that injury time period, they were clinging on. Like Galway were the team with the momentum. They kicked one, two without reply. Uh at best, you'd have to say at that stage, it looked like, you know, extra time and you'd probably settle for it. I'm sure Eamon Murray would have settled for it at the time, but not a bit of it, these these me girls. And in particular, Emma Duggan, who, do you know what, Mickey? She's she's not been at her brilliant best this year compared to last year. She's been getting extra scrutiny in games and for her to turn in that sort of display, not just a point, she got a goal and two and she was outstanding. Um, is absolute testament to her, but to take it on, with time almost up and as you say the ball just seemed to hang in the air and you, you were just waiting I think the goalkeeper was just waiting and wondering would it just drop under that she might be able to catch it bounces over the crossbar and time was essentially up I think there was about seven or eight seconds left after that and the hooter goes then but oh unreal and uh, in the weekend it was with all the big name casualties Mickey I mean it was vitally important that Mead took full advantage and it looked as if they were going to be the next sort of giant to fall but thankfully thankfully they scraped through yeah um what davy is alluding to there is the fact that dublin uh ladies and of course cork ladies both beaten on the weekend and it'll be the first final i think it is in 17 years davy that won't have either cork or dublin in the ladies final so like that's guaranteed you know and it's the first time in, in 17 years which is absolutely remarkable as well but uh, the mead ladies are still going and they'll face off now against Donegal in crow park next saturday at 4 p.m in the all-ireland semi-final um Davy, just as you were talking about uh emma duggan there and it not being her best year and stuff like that and you know and she's come under more scrutiny and she's getting more attention from opposing players but it just show it just shows you how good of a player she is and the mental toughness that she has when she can put in a performance like that and when you know um she knows herself that she's getting more scrutiny and she's getting more uh, attention from opposing teams and whatever but she still backs herself and knows her ability and to have the to have the confidence to take that shot on in the first place um just shows you that like we are really dealing with an exceptional exceptional talent in emma duggan like you know yeah. and it, 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 it's massive like that 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 just shows you the type of player that she is yeah and i think the maturity as well for her, mickey mm. like she's still a teenager it feels like she's been around for for a long long time and she's uh still got most of her career ahead of her absolutely like and uh 
she's she's a superstar she's absolutely brilliant and she plays a little bit of a more withdrawn role nowadays as well like she she does a lot of her work kind of out the field and um, she's probably not the main scoring protagonist as, as much as she probably was in her earlier days but she's so capable of you know producing those sort of golden moments when they, when me need the most and i mean how many big kind of clutch finish got over the last year or two and uh, that's that's not a coincidence she's just all class yeah she really is well look they will move on as we said to the honor and semi-final crow park next saturday 4 p.m donegal donegal who are on a bit of a roll as well davy um you know you can't take it away from them they're moving well and okay we beat them already this year in the league but there'll be revenge on the cards if anything for for, for donegal and um they've got a few um aces up their sleeve as well and Crow Park is a big field. They'll enjoy it. They will enjoy it, Mickey, and they've experienced there. And as you say, they have those battle scars against Mead, which, you know, that league final, they'll feel they left it behind that day. Um, interestingly enough, Mickey, and I'm not sure if this probably says where Mead or Donegal's mindsets were at, but they played each other in a challenge match a week ago, the week before uh, Dublin played Donegal. Now... <laughs> If you really thought that there was a possibility that you're going to play the team two weeks later in an All-Ireland semi-final, you don't play them in a challenge match. But they did. I think Donegal won the game by a point. Um, now, both teams were missing. I don't think any of the All-Stars played for me. Then I think Donegal were missing you know, several of their key players as well. Um, but I don't think that result against Dublin is any fluke. One by six points, Dublin got a goal and a point in injury time. So there were 10 points up going into injury time. Uh, an astonishing result and interesting to hear Eamon Murray's comments as well about Dublin and possibly them being absolutely fixated on Mead and taking the right completely off the ball with the likes of Donegal who are a very dangerous side and and as are most like there was Galway say for example you know Mead were four to one shots going into that game Galway are such a seasoned senior side so I don't think Mead will be taking anybody lightly from here on in and um, most notably Donegal obviously on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, best of luck to Amy Murray and his uh, charges uh, in Crow Park next uh, Saturday in the All Ireland semi final. Two semi finals over two weeks, of course, the Camogues in two weeks' time. And we have the ladies footballers on uh, Saturday. So it's absolutely brilliant. Just uh, probably the right time to bring your attention to our Loyal Royals podcast over on Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. We've got a plethora of podcast going out this week for you we have the junior championship reviews and and uh, interviews we have the intermediate reviews and interviews um from delete bellyston clown the gale blackhall gale some pads kilmainham and Bective. we have the ladies minor leinster final uh, between mead and kildare and we have um interviews with the management team and players from that game as well and a full review of that one. Um, from the Junior A, we have uh, Moila and Boards Mill and we've got the management and players interviewed in that one as well. Absolutely brilliant from, from Davey over there on that one. And of course, later in the week, we are going to be announcing our first um, uh, We Are Mead Team of the Week and Blackwater in Player of the Week and um, Top Scorer of the Week for 2022 absolutely delighted to have it back Davy Rispin and huge thanks to George and Patricia Plunkett over in the Blackwater Inn for getting involved again this year and as we said on last week's podcast there's way more happening this year and we are going to have a massive massive hoolie at the end of the championship where we're going to announce 
our teams or our team of the year. The We Are Mean Championship Team of the Year for all four championships. Davey, huge things going on this year. And thanks to George and Patricia Plunkett. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I was actually plugging George and Tricia uh, during the halftime of Boards Mill and Myla. And just as I was doing so, I looked down to my right, the game's in Carton, and George was walking uh, at halftime, pacing around the, the track. Uh, so I called him up onto the bank and got a few words from him because I just thought it was the best time possible. Caught him a little bit unawares, but uh, absolutely fantastic to have them on board again. I know we actually thought that this week could be a little bit easier to pick because there, there wasn't as many games. But <laughs> if anything, it's probably the hardest uh, we've had to try and narrow it down. So um, discussions are ongoing, Mickey, and, and we should be revealing that towards the end of the week, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some fantastic games uh, uh, played last week. We had in the intermediate championship, we had Clan Gale and Dunique Bellistown. You had Kenny and Beliver. You had St. Pat's and Blackhall Gales. And you also had Kilmainham and Bective. In the junior championship, you had Karen Ross and Castletown. You had Minalty and Sidden, St. Dalton's and Ballon Lock. And I think that was all the junior A championship. And then junior B, we had, sorry, there was Boards Mill and Moyla as well in the junior championship. And then the junior B, you had Kilmainham and Slane, uh, St. Mary's and St. Bridget's. And we had Corfin and Drumcondrick. Uh, that was Cortown and Drumcondrick, Davy. just for you. Um, I just uh, went quiet on that one. So there was loads of football um, from last week. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Meath. Also on our Loyal Royals podcast this week, we will have the A-League, uh, the All-County Football League preview. Um, and we will. there's also a round of Junior B Championship coming up this week. So we will be doing a preview of it as well. And we will be giving our predictions on the final round of the All-County Football League. Um, uh, it's Division 1A, and of course, we'll be doing the Junior Championship as well. And in our predictions so far this year, uh, we've predicted 256, sorry, 257 All-County Football League uh, games. And Davy has 151, and I have 148, right? In the last two weeks, Davy has clawed it back from 11 behind. He's caught up with me, he's levelled it, and now he's gone three ahead and um, due to the fact that we're tote got the better of screen in the all county football league round two uh game that was uh, um only played last week and uh, i went for screen he went for a tote i was trying to claw back one and i lost one i lost more ground than you davy so you're three ahead but a mountain of um uh, loyal royals podcast this week davy like, i don't know where we get time for work 
<laughs> Shh, we don't. <laughs> uh, no, it's brilliant. Like we've between the club, the, the ladies, um, the, the the leagues is still ongoing, as you say. Like it's it's brilliant. And of course, the team of the week, which is still going to come out next towards the end of next or the end of this week, Jesus. Um, so no, it's brilliant, and we're delighted to be able to bring you. This is our prime time of the year, Mickey, and uh, you know, hopefully the listeners uh enjoy all the podcasts that's coming their way. Yeah, and uh, do sign up because you give us the chance to keep doing all these podcasts. And, of course, you give us a chance to do our Team of the Week and, uh, and of course, have this hoolie at the end of the championship uh, by signing up and giving us the incentive to keep going uh, with these podcasts. Davey, um, I mentioned it already. We will be doing a full review of it with interviews over on our Loyal Royals podcast. The Mead Ladies Miners were taking on Kildare in the Leinster A um, minor final during the week and um, it just came a cropper in the end it was eight scores apiece but unfortunately two of the scores for Kildare were goals and it ended up being two six to eight points in favour of Kildare 12 points to eight four point victory for Kildare and um, you know Mead have had great success at this level over the last number of years and you know although it's a beaten it's a loss and whatever they got to the A final and, and it's shown that there was huge work being done at underage level with the uh, mid ladies. Yeah, it just wasn't their night, Mickey. It was one of them that, you know, uh, I'm sure they'll probably regret a little bit, but they learned so much from the occasion. You know, huge crowd in Coralstown, Kinney Gad uh, last Wednesday, and they give a great account of themselves. Astonishingly, they were two six to three points down early in the second half, but they rallied and uh you know, uh, rhymed off the last five points of the night and really almost gave themselves a fighting chance of nicking something late on, but unfortunately just ran out of time. A very talented Kader side, I have to say. I was really, really impressed with them, Um, to be fair. And I think they'll go well in the All-Ireland series too, but uh, some brilliantly talented players for Mead who we're going to see plenty more of in, in the senior jersey in years to come. So future is very much bright and... Uh, yeah, they, they, they'll, they'll have good, they'll have more better days than, than bad days to come. Yeah, that's for sure. Before we go on to the club hurling fixtures, Davey, yeah, who did you catch up with from that minor team management and players? Yeah, very good. Uh, two very good and pretty raw emotional interviews with Kit Henry, the manager, and Kira Smith, who's obviously uh, part of the Mead senior panel as well, yeah. but she was, uh, to the, she was to the fore with this team and, um, you could see visibly and you'll hear it across the interviews how much that meant to them and how disappointed they were after it. But um, yeah, yeah, two, two really, really raw interviews. But thanks to Kate and Kira for their time after the game. Yeah, absolutely. But again, head on over to our Loyal Royals podcast and you will get full review of that Leinster minor ladies final um, between Mead and Kildare. Davey, um, we move on now to our club hurling fixtures. I think you might have them in front of you. Yeah, big weekend, Mickey. Round two uh, kicking off on Friday night, the 15th of July, starting in the senior championship. But there's a huge game in Group A coming your way from Park Talton at half seven, refereed by our good friend Kieran Flynn. Uh, that's Trim and Kildalki, two sides without a win going into this weekend. So something has to give in Navin. And, uh, you know, if Trim, if, if Kildalki, uh, the champions from last year, were to go into round three pointless, that, that would that would huge shockwaves around so massive implications in that game there's another game in group a also on friday night and that takes place between kiltail and st peter's combine also at half seven this time in kilmessen and um, there's also one game in group b 
and it takes place in Longwood and it takes place between Boardsmill and Kaline also at half seven. There's a few games in the intermediate uh, as well, Mickey, and uh, in Paddy O'Brien Park, it's Wolf Tones and Dunry at half seven. In in Batterstown, it is Kilmesson versus Dunham Ashburn. That's at half seven too. And there's one game in the junior two on... Friday night, and it's in Ratmaline between the home side Ratmaline and Kilscare Moila. Saturday, then in the senior championship in Trim, it's it's sorry, it's uh Retolt and Nafina at half six. That's in Kiltail, I beg your pardon. Um, and also in group B in Father Plunkett Memorial Park, it's Clanagale versus Longwood at half six. Stephen Masterson referee in that one. Um, in group B, then. From Dunshockland, it's Kilmesson versus Blackhall Gales, half six. There's a, a handful of games in the intermediate too. And the first one coming from Trim, it's Kildalki versus Drumree at half four. And in Trim, it's Rathmaline versus Navinomatnies at half six. Um, on Sunday, there's a couple of games in the Junior Hurling Championship. Um, Kiltail and Drumree at 11 o'clock in Kiltail. It's St. Peter's Dunboyne versus Navin Matney's at 11 o'clock and it's Nafina versus Kaline also at 11 o'clock. And the junior two then, uh, it is Kildalki versus Retolt. And I've just seen, did I miss any couple of games in the junior two on Saturday? Sorry, one game in the junior two on Saturday. It's St. Pat's versus Dundry at half six in Stamullen. Um, and interesting to see former county board chairman Peter O'Halloran referee in that one. So he must be turning to hurling as well as football. Uh, yeah, fair play to him. He's uh, answering the call, Davy. So he is, and um, yeah, it's a full weekend of action for our, we'll say, our dual players, um, and they'll be out again Tuesday night if they're playing in the All County Football League Division One A, and then they'll be out in the Championship if they're, uh, well, the other players will be out in the Championship from the Junior or Intermediate the following week. So it's all action at the moment for the club players. Um, Davy, before we move on to. Lottos and Instagram Interactive. We better talk about the two All-Ireland semi-finals. I think the two best teams uh, from uh, on the days in both games won their semi-finals. Great performance from Galway against Derry. Um, uh, I think, what's his name? Um, uh, Hawkeye was drunk. No, 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 no. Hawkeye was drunk. Damien Comer was sober. Um, yeah. That's for sure. And um, have you ever seen anything as ridiculous as, as the calls made by Hawkeye or, or the call by, made by Hawkeye? I think calls is, is might be maybe the right way of going about it because uh, there was a segment of the Sunday game that night, Sunday night, about a few other ones that definitely looked like points from behind the goals to, and they weren't even, they were flagged wide by Hawkeye. It's, do you know what, Mickey? I never trusted it, right, since it came in I'd watch a replay and you see the ball going left or right and going in or going, but until you see Thor or Neil, you're never actually sure what it's going to come up with. And and I don't think it's ever instilled confidence in players, supporters, management, anybody. So that certainly needs to be uh, done. Like, I don't know how, like, Eamon um, Fitzmaurice was on co-coms at the game and he said it straight off the bat, great score, cushion right in the middle. Wasn't even, like, over the post or anything like that. You yeah. wouldn't mind if it was as much. And it's a big concern ahead of like the hurling final this Sunday when it's probably going to be needed. Like, can they get it up to scratch? It's it's worrying. Thankfully, it didn't 
cost Galway in the end because had they been beaten by a point and that score wasn't allowed. Thankfully, it happened just at half time too. I mean, what would have happened if it was in the second half and you know the game couldn't have been stopped or X, Y, and Z. So, bit of a farcical one, but but thankfully no damage done really. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it really was farcical when you saw it from the reverse angle, and it never even went outside of the post. It stayed inside the post and whatever. The coloured glass one, I know they showed the video um, on the Sunday game, but it did. The thing about it is, is that the, the the actual the angle of the the camera is not behind the kick, and you can't get a proper trajectory of the ball or whatever. Um, so that one I wasn't. It, to me, it didn't actually look like it went over the bar because of the angle and whatever that it was at. But yeah, like and, and again, and it was used three times in the Torture Cup final between Cavan and Westmead, Davy. Um, no, not that the, I think it'd make a difference, but um, did you get to see that game as well? I didn't actually because I was um, I was playing and watching oh, yeah. other games myself, but I just got to catch the highlights. Um, obviously, a much better game, um, but it should make for a great final, Mickey. Do you know? Sorry, you're talking about Kerry Dublin now. <laughs> no, I was talking about the Talton Cup. Uh, I, I uh, actually final. did. I did watch the Talton Cup final, and commiserations to you, Mickey. But um, I thought Westmead <laughs> Westmead were worthy winners. Um, in fairness and. Yeah, Kieran Martin just loves loves a blockbuster goal down at the canal end. He's he's scared Mead fans for life down there, and that could well be a swan song for West Mead. Um, but it was it was a great game to watch. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good open game of football. Plenty of great scores. Um, good crowd in at the two, and uh, part of a good sort of double header on Saturday evening it was the better of the two games actually, as it turned out. Yeah. I was going to say that to you. So, uh, do you like? Would you like to have Rory Gallagher over Mead? I never said I would. I'm just saying, would you? you oh, know, no, no I, don't, I don't think that was ever a possibility, though, was it? I, no, but it was a lot of people. There was, there was some people screaming his name, saying, get Rory Gallagher into Mead. I, I, don't, um, I don't think Rory Gallagher leaves like Derry, to, but no, yeah, I wouldn't be. Would you fan. like to play that kind of football? Oh, no. It's it's amazing the way they, they have, like, the, their supporters have bought into it. And I suppose it's. Because of where they've come from, maybe, yeah, that's it's easier for them to, to accept this the style of play because they're just getting success with it but it kind of showed up that that's they even overachieved in getting to where they got to and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to Derry in any way shape or form but their frailties were shown up and when Galway were patient and just chipped away at it got Comer into the game put him into the full forward line started playing a little bit more direct they exploited Derry and um, I for one am happy enough to be honest with you yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Same as, and uh, what did you think of Shawnee O'Shea's uh, last kick, uh, like last gasp free kick from 60 yards? Absolutely beautiful. Um, what a strike and what a way to win a game of football. You'd be proud of that one yourself. Um, and <laughs> they were actually saying, you know, how he normally hits the ball so kind of straight. He doesn't yeah. he normally tend to put that sort of curl on it, but I believe there was a bit of a breeze blowing in towards the Hogan stand and he just measured it to perfection. I don't know how many, he must have started a metre or two outside the right-hand upright and uh, curled it in brilliantly. Like if you actually watch it back as well, I, I found this really, really funny, Mickey. Watch the Dublin fans when he kicks the ball and they're all shouting because the ticket's going wide. And when it comes in, it's just class because it's just dead silence. <laughs> um, but but a brilliant kick and a tremendous player. Delighted, delighted for Kerry too. Um, that's been a long time coming for them and 
Um, I'd, I'd expect them. I think it'll be a great final, but I'd expect them to go on and, and do the business now. In the, in the yeah, I said to the lads um, that I thought that Galway would have a better chance against Dublin in the final than they would yeah. against Kerry. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I, I, I just, I'm delighted I picked Galway to win the All-Ireland or get to an All-Ireland final from early on in the season. But um, uh, the question I was going to ask you, Davey, was did you see Comerford um, when the free was being taken, shaking the post? I'm so, I did. So, I actually did. So disappointed yeah. that they didn't bring that up on the Sunday game. Like, what an act! Like, uh, sorry, but that's what. Uh, yeah. I, what I, do you I, say about it? What do you say about it, Mike? And and you know the way the posts in Crow Park are. Rattling. They are. They are more <laughs> fickle than than yeah. we'll say in Simonstown or Corton. Do you know what I mean? They're more solid. Mm. So you couldn't get away with doing that. But I did see it and I didn't think it was it was a nice act at all. And it probably makes it all the more pleasing that O'Shea's point just sailed right between the sticks, to be honest with you. Um yeah. Yeah, no no nobody did act like that to um Cluxton when he was taking the free against no. Kerry in 2011, you know, like so um yeah, but anyways, um that's 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 it. We're looking forward to that all Ireland final. Uh, call it now, Davy. You're saying Kerry, are you? Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, well, look, I think so, but um, but don't be. It, it could be a very open game of football. You could see two teams just going hell for leather, and and, and one trying to outscore the other in that final. I think it could be a great final. Like, it. and what I like about Galway this year is they can mix it up. They can go all out defensive. They can go all out attack. They can go uh, counter attack football. You know they've got loads of uh, different styles of play, yeah. um, which is great to see. Um, uh, and they, have, I suppose they they had horses for courses when they were different playing different teams. They had two double sweepers, or then they had mass defence where they were just covering different areas um, and going zonal, which I think is brilliant. It's great to see. Like it's not one dimensional like Derry or or, or or the likes, which is which is great. So it should make for a great final. <laughs> Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the auto mower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Anyway, David, we've done the club uh, hurling fixtures. We've done the All Ireland semi finals, um, and we're going to move on to our lotto segments, and uh, we'll see if any any of the PROs were in contact with you this week. Yeah, a few have been in touch. Minalvi um, are first in, and their results from last Monday night, fourth of July. Uh, numbers from were one thirteen, fifteen, and twenty eight. Uh, Three twenty euro winners were Maura Kelly. Kieran Ennis and Aideen Smith. Um, the next jackpot takes place tonight, Monday at. Uh, so it's a one thousand seven hundred jackpot. And you can play it on the Manalvgfc.ie uh, or on the Club Force app. Uh, Navin O'Matney's are next in. Their jackpot hits the magic fifteen thousand this week. 
Last week, they had no jackpot winner, 2, 8, 11, and 32 were the numbers. Two match three winners were Liz Gaffney and Eber McCormick. You can Google Club Spot and Avenue Matinees or download the app to play that one. It takes place tomorrow night, the 12th of July. Castletown, next in, 1, 6, 9, and 21 were their numbers up last week. Um, 3,300 euro of a jackpot, not one. Lucky Dip winners collected 30 euro each were Barbara Smith, Deirdre Farley, Agnes Moran, Mary Smith, and Colin and Olivia Price. Minolte are next in. Um, they start from the bottom again and trying to build themselves up. They've been absolutely fleeced in recent weeks, as have had... Uh, a couple of other clubs, but 14, 15, 16, and 20 were the numbers last time round. 2,200 euro, not one. They had match three winners, five in total, who collect 20 euro each. Oren Henry, Katie Alwell, Shauna Byrne, Maya McConnell, and John Casty. The one online special prize receiving 50 euro was Maria Landa from Navin and they go again 2,400 euro on Sunday the 17th final one on my list is from my own court in GFC Mickey 9,900 euro jackpot not one last Friday night uh, 4, 26, 31 and 32 the numbers drawn there 520 euro winners were Sarah Mackin Carla Chloe and Evie Coyne Emma Mangan Jackie O'Brien and Shea Harrington we go again Friday night with a magic 10,000 euro um, up for grabs at courtingga.com forward slash lotto Fair play Davey and the ones that I have are the usual ones they're from Centristown and from Simonstown I'm going to give you Simonstown's one first um, because I just can't find the Centristown one there at the minute um, we'll have a look there um, no I'm not finding the Centristown one but I don't think it was one this week Davey um, Declan Kinsler. I'm just trying to see. I cannot find it. No, but I have the one in from Jelly. Um, Simonson's lot of last week was 2,200. Uh, it wasn't one. We had two match three winners. We had Evan Burlingham and Roseanne Lane. 3, 12, 14, and 28. That was the 8th of July. Next uh, Friday, July the 15th, the lotto will be 2,250. You can play it on the Clubs app app or you can go to any of their social media pages and you'll find it there. He also added in his little bit, as he always does, about the League of Ireland. A bad night away Friday night in Drogheda uh, in League of Ireland roundup. Uh, then loads of the getting sick emojis. Uh, Rovers had a good night last Tuesday in the European qualifiers. So, um, yeah, he's... Uh, He's uh, licking his wounds at the moment for, for, for Dundalk. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to reel in uh, Shamrock Rovers now at the top of that table. No, absolutely not. I have a little bit of um, Instagram interactive to just get out of the way as regards soccer, and then we can get into the real stuff. And Jack Walsh, as usual, uh, talking about Danny Mandrew, who's off to Lincoln City for a poxy €30,000 makes a mockery of our league. 30,000 euro. Um, so he's been bought for 30,000 euro. I wonder what his, his wages will be then. Um, that's another interesting one. But uh, 30,000 euro. Uh, I hope there's some sort of uh, sell on clauses or um, goal scoring clauses or something like that put into it as well, and that they can make money back in some way, shape, or form for them. But you know, it does, it's true. That's 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 how bad. The league is, I suppose, Davy. Yeah, absolutely. Will we crack on to the main Instagram I think, interactive? I think we'll head straight into it now. That was a great way of uh, introducing it. 
Thanks, Mickey. Christopher Kellett uh, says the main talking point was the warm weather. Yeah, well, absolutely. And um, like I, I, I came home. I, I was in Porto for three days during the week. Came yeah. home on what was it Thursday afternoon and brought the weather with me. Went straight to Saintonstown and um, to Father Trolley Park, and was absolutely burnt alive over there. I had to go over to the far side of the pitch. I'm not messing. I was in the shade and I was getting burned in uh, Father Trolley Park in Saintonstown. What a night for football it was. Um, two between uh, Clamagail and Delique Bellison over there. Lucky to be working, who was uh, certainly had an eventful enough weekend. If you were following his uh, stories on social media, Mickey, he said, Mate, oh, did, did you know? He says, making memories, lad. What happened? Tell us. Um, he so I actually ran into him at the, uh, at the, the match. match. Yeah, yeah, he was beside you. Yeah, and I didn't know he was beside me, but he was beside me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he was enjoying the commentary from that game. And uh, I think he went and enjoyed himself a little bit too much in Maynooth. And I don't think he could get into too many pubs then on Friday night after the game. Making uh, memories. Which, yeah, which he wasn't too happy about. And then he went on a bizarre sort of uh, batter on Saturday early from lunchtime on. And he was... Um, he was having eggs, raw eggs, in his pints of Pratsky and Guinness, and he was downing them in one. It was sensational view, and I, I think might have a couple of videos that I might be able to show you, but um, certainly making memories. That's one way of putting it, all right? Is that the newest level of protein shake that we can get out there? He's an athlete. The man he is, is an athlete. athlete. Like, yeah, he is, and he, and he eats and drinks like one as well. Um, he doesn't he did, need encouragement. He doesn't need no, encouragement. No, 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 no encouragement needed. Don't want to land, he needed encouragement to get the defenders out, funny. No. Um, he did also say that the sweeper system is a load of bollocks, and managers need to play 1-15, to 15, seriously, like. Um, what game is he on about? Is he on about the? the I think he's on about uh, black. Media game, or is he on yeah. about? Is he on about black all gales, or is he on about? I, th- I think he's on about black all gales. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably is. I doubt he was back online uh, since uh, that game on Friday evening. Uh, Brian Flynn wants to know: Is there any update on the manager position? Well, there's not. But the only, uh, I suppose, news on the manager front is that uh, Andy McIntyre may be ratified this evening or maybe taking the job as Antrim manager. So that's a really, really interesting one. I thought now after 16 years of of hell for leather at it that he, Andy would take a nice little well-earned break. But it seems that he has been coaxed into taking the Antrim job um, next year. Yeah, it's a strange one because I've listened to a couple of the interviews that Andy has done and he, he basically has kind of said to to, to inter-county football, like, cheers, but but I'm not really going to be interested and I might get into club football down the line. But obviously he's been coaxed back by, by Antrim. It's an interesting one, operate now in Division 3. In one sense, it's a good job because I'm not being disrespectful to Antrim but there's probably not a whole pile expected of them so there's a potential that he could do a really really good job there I mean if he was to get them up to Division 2 and win a game in Ulster maybe that would represent excellent progress for them I'm not sure just in terms of the me job Mickey there was a sort of brief update um, and the quote coming from the the county board meeting tonight is that the net has been cast 
wide and far in search of a new mead manager. Fergal Lynch just tweeting that. And John Kavanagh has withdrawn from the three-man selection committee and in his place comes Cartoon legend, Mr. Liam Kane. So Liam, uh, an excellent sort of deputy to, to go in and join Conor O'Donoghue and Sean Kelly in trying to find uh, the next mead manager. Yeah, and is there any reason why John left the three-man committee or... Nothing, nothing stated here. Um, n- not quite sure, to be honest, which at this stage, but uh, what I would say, and I know Liam extremely well, he's he's done terrific work in Blackhall Gales. He's involved in the hearings committee up in Crow Park too. He's a proper, genuine, sort of honest bloke and, and he, he will absolutely have the best entrance of Mead football at heart. So I, I think that's a really good replacement in John's absence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, moving on then, and uh, Joe McQueenie, um, love this because Dunboyne gets some slack about you know the, the Dublin border and that, but Joe is such a just such a mean man, and he emphasizes that by saying, Great to see the Dubs beat. <laughs> it was, look, it was, and and and, and in the manner that they were beaten, and would come for Jake at the post, um, you know, just uh, it was lovely, and and like in fairness, okay, they put in a Great second half display, and Kieran Kilkenny was excellent and whatever. But the game could have been over at halftime, and should have been over at halftime. Yeah. Uh, Robert Perfield saying, "Here we go, two in a row." I think that's in uh, response to Mead Ladies' terrific victory. Yeah, well, it's not over yet, so it's not. Uh, they do have a semi-final to to uh, play, and then hopefully get through to a final. Yeah, Ashlyn Cleary just saying, Emma Duggan. I'm talking like yeah, absolutely like you know we we had we had Sean O'Shea on Sunday doing it uh, we had uh, Damien Colmer doing it in Crow Park on Saturday and we had Emma Duggan doing it for the Mead Ladies and um, and she is up there with those big name stars like you know like to do what she does and on on a regular basis like her goal in the All Ireland final as well last year Davy you know mm. she's she is a class act like there's she's just incredible she's she should be mentioned in the same breath as the likes of your sean o'shea's and your damian comers yeah have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad well then at husqvarna we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn instead kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorized auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Mead. Kieran Devaney says the ladies still on for the double. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. League Division 1 double and uh, or League Division 1 and Championship double, yeah. Um, well, I, oh no, he's, he's actually talking about the Camogues and the ladies footballers. Oh, okay. Double okay. All-Ireland, yeah. I was going to say Division 1, didn't we lose that, yeah. Um, so no, no one, one division, one division one, 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 lost Leinster, yeah, yeah, lost Leinster, yeah. It's just there's so many finals that they play in that I just can't remember. And um, yeah. yeah, on for the double with the ladies, Camogues, and the uh, and the footballers is right. 
Uh, moving on to some club stuff, uh, Darren Kavanagh says Ulton sending a statement out in the first round. Absolutely incredible win for St. Ulton's. Um, really was, uh, uh, and really, really convincing. We both had tipped against them. Um, I know what you tipped against them, but I, I, I tipped against them as well. But <laughs> I tipped against them because I thought to be beaten, like you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, hell of a performance and a hell of a statement from, from St. Dumplin's. Absolutely. Uh, next one comes in from Shane Mangan, and he said, great service with the live commentary on games. Ah, look, yeah, it was, it was brilliant, uh, Debbie. You, you you put in a huge effort over the weekend as well, and you were, uh, it, your 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 commentaries were just class. I've been listening back to some of them or whatever, and I've thoroughly enjoyed going to uh, uh, Saint to cover Clonmel and um, Denise Bellieston, and and Joe Sheridan said to me. <laughs> Will you come to more of our games? Because we seem to play really well when you cover, come to cover the games. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I might be being paid now by um, Delique Bellison to cover all their games. Yeah, I don't think so. Because Jamie Flaherty has said that Jamie Crosby gone out of his way to avoid Mickey B. And I says, <laughs> he he isn't the first and he won't be the last man to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if, you saw, if you saw this specimen of a man coming for you, you'd move out of the way as well, Davey. Um, <laughs> who, Jamie uh, Crosby? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no I was, uh, who did I get? I got uh, John Flood and I got Joe Sheridan. Who was I looking for? I was looking to get, do you know who I was trying to get an interview with? It was James McAweeny, um, but uh, couldn't find him after the game. Um, he was probably still running, so he was, because the man just never stopped running during that game. He was probably halfway home when I went looking for him, because I, from what I believe is that his, um, his, uh, his GPS or the GPS tracker said he had ran something like 11 or 12 kilometres. I asked John Flood, uh, <laughs> 11 or 12, did he run over from the league Bellistown to Celtistown uh, and wear that thing? But uh, yeah, an incredible performance from James McLean. Yeah. Andy Smith uh, next in and he said, great to have championship ball back. Uh, but he also followed that up by saying, who turned off the air conditioning in Navan on Sunday? <laughs> it was warm. <laughs> Yeah, look, it was come here. It's been warm everywhere all week. It's absolutely brilliant to see it. It's just we're not used to it. Um, I suppose the last few summers during the pandemic, we were spoiled. We had good weather all the time. This summer, when we have full freedom, we've had winter right up until last week, and then we got hit with a bit of sun, and we're like, "Oh no, Jesus, it's too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> not used to this. Not used to this." Oh, I'd love a bit of air pump. You know what's warm, Mickey, when you're in the press box in Park Salton, though, and you're able to wear like a short sleeve top. Absolutely. I, yeah. Funnily enough, that's uh, Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo Celt writes about that in his um, uh, uh, his match review from the Tajik Cup. Mm. It's the first mm. time he's ever been in the Crow, Crow Park in the, in the Crow's Nest. In and, and was able to wear a short sleeve T-shirt. Yeah. So it was, and I said, that's because you're never here in July. <laughs> <laughs> Never hear full stop. Come on now. Um, sorry, R- Richie Keeney says Kerry a class side, but their steeliness won that one today. Not impossible. Uh, what's he, just, I, 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 he could be alluding to me there, as in like Kerry are an unbelievable side, but he reckons their steeliness won the game for them. And he, I yeah. think he means it's not impossible for other teams to maybe replicate that and possibly oh, get to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, I'd be, I, I, I'd be looking for. I'm looking forward to next season for me. I think that we might just get a kick out of the lads, um, and yeah, it'll be interesting. Can't wait to see who's appointed as well. So there's exciting times for me at the moment. He also goes on to say, "We are sleepwalking into a disaster with Flynn. Someone needs to say it." Uh, what's that about? Uh, which Flynn? Like Bernard Flynn? Bernard Flynn. Flynn. I'd imagine, yeah. But has Bernard Flynn been given the job, or what? No, I, I, I just, I'd say he probably means that's his opinion as to if he maybe got the job. But I mean, I suppose at the moment he's the only candidate that we actually know about that's sort of vocally expressed an interest in the job. I'm sure there are many more. Um, and I, he's not the only candidate by any matter means, but yeah. Do you know, I, 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 I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be of that opinion that we'd be sleepwalking into a disaster. I, I think that uh, if Bernard Flynn was to take the job, like it's not going to be just about Bernard Flynn. It's going to be a huge management team that Bernard Flynn would put together, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be down on it at, at, at all. Um, you know, obviously there is the scar from last year with the under twenties, but that's all. You know, there's nothing. There's no other reason why you'd have uh, a fear. Okay, and he hasn't uh, managed any big teams or any county teams before, but you, that's where you put a management team together. Um, well, we'll just look. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Anyway. Yeah, uh, Tom O'Connor is next in, and he said the saltiness of the Drumcondrath match report. Uh, they must have been in the beach or something like that. I believe that there was uh, there was there was lots of salty sea air um catching the drum condor boys um what was that did you i haven't read their their uh, report i'm sure you have davy it involves yous so i'll maybe get you not to say or, or comment on, on it and what i'll do is i'll read their match report um and uh, i'll answer tom o'connor next week maybe yeah you'll also have to answer damien farley who said drum conrad's original match report versus corton adding fuel to the fire Okay, well then I have to get a look at this and um, this match report. It is the the, the fieriest uh, uh, combination of teams in in, in, in in a rivalry in in Mead and how I just don't understand it. Like he's he's had within an arse's roar of being close to each other, like um, in proximity. Okay, then these are very close in standard or, or whatever at the moment, and the two of you have have this bitter rivalry. Is it that you meet each other so many times a year, Davy, or what? Where does it come from? Or should I even ask that? Can you answer that on the podcast? I don't. I don't really know. But I, I didn't read the report. Um, but apparently, within it, like we were nearly accused of starting the rivalry, which I find a bit bizarre. Um, well, I've, I've, well yeah. like I, I, the funny thing is that we've, I know that there's a rivalry between us, but me and you have never actually discussed it off air to, um, properly, like, or, or whatever. I don't know where it's come from, what it's, so I'm going to have to read the report. I'm going to have to talk to you off air as well and find out, uh, more about this. And, uh, maybe we could make a movie about it or something like that, Davey. Um, yeah. It could be a movie in it. We'll we'll finish with this one from Emma Henry, and uh, I like this one actually. She said, "Drumcondra thinking they won the All Ireland yesterday." Uh, 
<laughs> um, well, look, in fairness to Drumcondon or whatever, um, when you have a bit of rivalry and you do win a, a game against your fiercest rivals, you do tend to to, to um, celebrate it a little bit more. Um, and and like field, I suppose uh, you're right. You're right. It's been a long, long time in between drinks for them, so you could maybe understand those celebrations. But as Roy Keane would say, a little bit over the top, a little bit much. But yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I tell you one thing. Uh, you, the next time that you meet if Corton or to to win it, it just uh, do you know what? It just creates a little bit of an atmosphere, and maybe this is a good way of getting all your. Um, your your games against Drum Condrit or Drum Condrit's games against Corton played in Park Tolchin because it will be a crowd puller and uh, uh, a chance for 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 me County Board to make a few bob off the off the rivalry between the two clubs. And um, look, I'm going to go off now, Davy. I think that was the last one, isn't it? It is, yeah. I'm going to go off and I'm going to read that Drum Condrit match report and um, and just take stock um, and then afterwards I'll talk to you ask you a few questions about where this rivalry has come from and why it's so bitter when you are at least I'd say 30 kilometers between you if not more 35 kilometers between the two teams so it's an interesting one to say the least uh, just again just to remind all our listeners to go over to our Lyle Royals podcast and sign up if you can and um, you have a massive amount of, of, of podcasts going out this week we've got the junior reviews and previews from the junior a and junior b we've the intermediate reviews uh and preview or sorry intermediate reviews and interviews um from from a whole plethora of games we have the ladies leinster minor final review and interviews as well from that one um meeting kildare we will have later in the week the blackwater and <coughs> uh, the blackwater in uh, top scorer and uh, player of the week announced with our team of the week. And of course, as well as that, uh, going out this week, we will have our A-League um, preview. It's the All-County Football League Division 1A, round 11, the last round of games. My last chance to catch Davy back up. Um, uh, no, you'll have uh, the final. Oh, I'll have the semi-final and final. Yes, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. I'll probably need more than three games, though, to... to, to, to Cross all round. Yeah, yeah, draws all round is right. Yeah, you know you said it. And of course, we'll be previewing this week's Junior B Championship as well and doing the predictions on that one. So that's it from this episode of your We Are Mead podcast. Remember, we are Mead by Adam Moore.